Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Renamic. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. As usual, I have three videos. Some of them are connected. Some of them are not connected. Very long day. But, you know, I'm going to spend some time watching. It's like watching things happen over and over and over and over again, like what's happening in North Carolina again now. Bakari Sellers, I mean, he's he he was completely disrespected by the people in uh, in North Carolina. But there we go again. The refusal to uh, accept the reality that in America, the bodies of POCs are nothing more than shooting targets. You know, uh, people say, oh, the guy was a drug dealer. He did all. You know what? The pharmaceutical companies are drug dealers. You know, I'm for legalizing drugs like crazy. And the reason why is if you take a look, technically speaking, of what we have on the market, the people that get arrested for drugs and, and use drugs, they're not the ones manufacturing. It's a corporatocracy that's doing that. But somehow they get away with it. But we'll talk about that on another subject. Let me go ahead and welcome all my great people here. Welcome aboard, Deb Denny. I'll read your stuff in a little bit. Bridge MCP, leader of the PDR Posse. And the PDR Posse, with the release of the new book, is going to become quite a bit more involved. Julie Van Astel, welcome aboard. AVQ, my brother, Michael Rudnan. Doorbell video captures police officer punching and throwing teen with autism to the ground. Another bad cop who needs an aggravated assault felony charge. This is part of three trends. First, our police force consistently fail at de-escalation. Second, half of all excessive force incidents are against the disabled. Third, any incident of police brutality that doesn't make social media uh, attention, doesn't get prosecuted. It's a shame, but that is absolutely true. Until you bring pressure to these thugs, that is what happened. You see, the, the, a lot of these police officers, I, I am tired of people telling me how good police officers are. My cousin was a police officer in uh, New York. I have another cousin that's a police officer other places. They are good people. They don't do those things. They were reared right. But too many of these officers, I don't want to say a majority, but a grand plurality of these guys have it in their inner being that when they give a command or when they tell you something, you just accept it as law, as God. They are God and you do what they say. Otherwise, you're dead. Otherwise, we mishandle you because we know most of the times we get off. And the fallacy that is in people's minds are that you can't, the police is needed. We don't. Some they they are good people. No, good people comes with responsibility, accountability, and for too long, our cops have had neither. What the world could teach America about police and examples abound of reforms that are seen as radical in the United States, dismantling corrupt police forces, then rebuilding from the ground up, extended training durations focused on how to de-escalate and disarm. Independent oversight, transparency, and accountability removes bad cops. We need to look at other nations' success and steal their best. Yes, we need to do that. But most, most importantly, we need to dump a lot of cops that should not be cops in the first place. I bet if you look at the, the beginnings of many of these cops in high school, in middle school, in elementary school, you'll note that many of them were likely bullies. Many of them were likely thuggish from the times they were in school. Many of them short. Many of them likely suffered from some sort of a syndrome 
because of their incompetencies and they take it out on the average American citizen. And specifically on citizens they know under which they can get away with it. And you know what that citizen looked like. I can't tell you that I'm not upset because everybody thought that, you know, you saw what happened with Chavin. You saw that Chavin was convicted for murdering uh, for murdering Floyd, George Floyd. You saw him convicted. And you figured, well, you know, that they saw that this is going, could happen. That they saw that no longer our police are going to be somehow uh, being able to be taken for granted or it, it will be taken for granted that they can do as they please. No longer is that the case. And a lot of people felt, oh, just maybe, just maybe other officers will see that and they'll say, I better behave myself because that could be me. That could be me. Last one from Michael Rudnan. Other, oh, you have another one, Rudnan, what are you doing? <laughs> Utterly disgusting. Big pharma, uh, big pharma lobby blitz against vaccine patent waivers denounced. A particular egregious, uh, egregious example of big money corrupting politics, which, if enacted by their greed, will result in the unnecessary deaths of tens of millions. They don't care. You have to realize the truth, people. They are doing what they're supposed to do. The, understand this, Michael Rudnan, and all those that are listening. The, the, the lobbyists are doing exactly what they're supposed to do for the big pharma. Big pharma's lobby and big pharma's executives, their fiduciary responsibility is to the shareholder and themselves, the executives. They're doing their jobs. The politicians are doing their jobs. They're being lobbied. It is a corrupt economic system that that is designed on these evils that's causing this occurrence. Let's be clear here. You don't, you don't fix just the politician and say, don't take the bribe from the lobbyists. You don't take the lobbyists and say, don't do what the corporation tells you to do. You don't fix the corporation who was told from its inception, if you doubt me, look at what Milton Friedman had to say. Your fiduciary responsibility is to adjust the well-being of your corporation. That is capitalism. Capital over everything else. They are doing their job. People say, oh, well, let's call it regulated capitalism. As soon as you say regulated capitalism, it is no longer capitalism. Let's get it clear here. Once you say regulated, it's no longer capitalism. We're talking about then designing a system, a real system, a free enterprise system that follows the rules of the road. Don't ever dare mix capitalism and some sort of regulation. They are mutually exclusive, no matter what you think you've learned in business school. Michael Rundin also says, uh, para ver, Montana becomes Second Amendment sanctuary, conservatives still oppose sanctuary cities. What's the difference between liberal cities not enforcing federal immigration laws and this conservative state not enforcing federal gun laws? Who's doing it and who they believe suffer because of it? Prepare the mental gymnastic on the right-wing bubble. I don't want to get there, but we can. Uh, Biden's first 1,000 days, promises kept, broken or in progress. What 
what are your top selections in this regard? My picks kept in kept or in progress make climate change a national priority. Rejoin the national international organizations. Re-enter international agreements. Okay. Rodden and I read them all for you, brother. Okay, let's go. Uh, Deb Denny, welcome aboard. Hello, Bridge MCP. Hey, all. Julie Van Astel, afternoon, all. Bridge MCP says, police in Britain don't carry guns. Only special police do. And the crime rate in, the, in Great Britain compared to the killings out here is almost non-existent. We are a violent society. Very violent society. And one of the reasons we remain violent is we refuse to look in the mirror. We refuse to look at ourselves to see who we are, what we look like. Deb Denny, I question the necessity of patents for things that affect humanity in general. It sets the stage for corporate monopolies. Beautifully said, Deb Denny. It's even a bit worse, Sister Denny. Let me tell you what's going on here. Those patents owned by these corporations were studies created by you who went ahead and provided the funding for those discoveries. But you were not rewarded. We as a country were not rewarded for all that money we invested in universities who, who understood RNA, who understood the type of RNA that was used in the Moderna and the Pfizer drugs, messenger RNA. We paid for that. Now they want to go ahead and monetize it and prevent other countries from making it. If I were the other countries, I would just go ahead and make the damn thing. Because it is these are made from studies that are already out there. I would if I were if I were India, if I were well not China has its own, if I were India, if I were Brazil, if I were any one of these countries, I would just go ahead and make the drug. This is a composite of humanity's intellect. A composite of humanity's intellect created these drugs. And these corporations who monopolize on wanting to have access and full control of whether people live or die. I'm sorry. There are more people in the rest of the world than there are in corporate America. Bridge MCP and every year the president signs a war on drugs. Every single one. Yes, they do. Replying to Bridge MCP, there is a society as violent in general as the U.S., no, there is no society as violent as you. You can even go to the Middle East and there's violence among the militias, etc. But the people don't suffer from our interpeople violence that we have. Egberto, you've seen the booking video of Karen Gardner, the 73-year-old woman with dementia treated so viciously in the police. Yes, I did in Loveland, Texas. Actually, it was in Loveland, Colorado, not Texas, um, uh, Julie Van Asdel. Uh, it was it was sad to see how the cops treated her. This was a white woman, and I am I'm posting the video. I think was it you who gave me the video? It is a sad thing. It just shows the animalistic behavior in many of these folk. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, para ver. Uh, Breed says no, Eric. The only let's see. I'm going to get to the first one. Carl Cox. Hello, police are told that they can do anything they want. No problem. Keep hiring bad apples. Not all are. Eric Hayes says, how do you reduce the current trends on murder rates? Uh, murder is not, doesn't occur in a, bub, in a bubble. If you have good social services, if people have hope, if people don't think they have to sell drugs to make it, 
that allure is gone. I go to I, I tell people all the time. You see, you go into the hood, and you see all these drugs being sold. You know what is one interesting thing about it? None of those people in that hood know how to make those drugs. Ask the corporations that make the materials that these guys use to market drugs. It, like I said earlier on capitalism, when I said that don't blame the block, don't blame the, the, the lobbyists, don't blame the politician, don't blame the executive, blame the underlying cancer, the underlying system. The underlying economic system that creates the model is capitalism. The underlying system that creates this drug problem is also capitalism. Why? Because we want to get our product out there. And you know what? We will satisfy the drug needs. Just like what the company who got sued, I don't remember the name of the drug company, who finally has to pay a whole several billion dollars for creating the, 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 the uh, opioid epidem- epidemic. Again, those opioid people didn't make the drugs. They didn't infect themselves. Again, it was the system. It's the cancer within the system. New York, British MCP, New York passing law to not allow police officers from other states with a bad record to be allowed on the force. Very good, very good, very good. Uh, Michael Rodnan uh, says uh, murder rates are down overall. Over time, uh, we have a small tick up since the pandemic. And we think that is a lot of domestic violence that has occurred since people are staying home. And it's a sad thing, you know. Lobbying ought to be outlawed. Well, you know, but I like to lobby as well, Deb, um, because I lobby my Texas Congress people to pass the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. Uh, para ver, Carl Cox says, money buys power, the little guy and the gal be damned. But you know what we have to realize? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back a little bit, Carl. Money currently buy it because I can pay people to misinform and I can pay people to misinform you so that you will vote against your own interests. However, the internet, net neutrality, and your support allows us to change the paradigm. That is one of the reasons I am doing what I do. I refuse to believe that all of you that are listening to me or listening to all these other folks can be bought. I refuse to... What I believe is the only way you can be bought is if your 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 mind is first purchased, and that's what has occurred, right? The right wing has purchased the minds of many. How have they done that? They've done that in very strategic ways, not giving them a lot of money to make them whole, but investing in the things that they like to empower them with fallacies. I want to empower people with truth. I want people to be empowered, knowing that they have worth. By the way, the book is out. You can actually get it at Amazon now, but I'm, I'm still working a few things out before I want to release it in mass. How to Make America Utopia. The book is finally written. And we have a great editor that's working on the, the, the hard copy version right now uh, to make sure it's ready for that. That is Bruce Pollard, who's one of our members, one of our support or strong supporters. In fact, I'll be putting just like Norman's name is on the audiobook that we wrote. Bruce's name is going to be on this book as the editor of the book. Um, but it's important for us to be cognizant of these issues. And not you cannot be purchased. I will not accept that Americans 
can be just purchased outright. My goal with Politics Done Right and the goal of many other people who do what I do is not to believe that we are doomed by big money. We still have one person, one vote. One person, one vote. Whether you're right-wing, conservative, lefty, progressive, whatever, there are certain basic things that we all want. And my goal is to show that and for us to work together to beat the big money. Because I want them to spend their money. Spend it. But we can still win. Regulated capitalism equals social democracy. Don't call it regulated capitalism. Do not use regulated capitalism. That's what Elizabeth Warren uses. And I wrote an article about that. Let's not, call, let's not, let's not try to, to make capitalism something good. Because the name itself tells you what it is. Capital over humanity. Capital over humanity. What's the first thing a business person asks whenever we ask about how are we going to make... Uh, w- when we ask for something for society that helps humans... What is the first thing they ask? How is that going to affect business? Capital. You have to first change the paradigm. That's what I hope I've done in How to Make America Utopia. We have been indoctrinated. I have a chapter on educational indoctrination, religious indoctrination, uh, and, and economic system indoctrination. And the reason why is because we have to first deprogram ourselves that somehow capitalism, somehow our economic system is divine. It isn't. It was created by man, not woman. It was created by man, a few men, to maintain a few men of a particular kind in power. Please don't ever think that when this system was put together, that equality, that democracy, or all those things were meant to be. Democracy was designed around it, where that democracy could not infringe on it in certain particular manners. And let me give an example when I say where, where democracy can't infringe on it. Remember what I talked to you about, uh, the powers of um, the, the judiciary system. I wrote an article that talked about are ruling by the minority, and that the, the way you, the minority rules is to fill the that's, fill the judge fill the courts up with judges that are paid for on the right wing. And even if we have a a very liberal president, a very liberal Congress. When I say liberal, I mean progressive Congress, Senate, and House. And we pass certain laws and taxes. What happens then? is under the Constitution right now, this Supreme Court can just rule a particular law unconstitutional, and then you need a two-thirds majority to overcome that, or you have to go to the courts and make sure that the courts are effectively filled with people who really love democracy. That takes more time. It makes it more difficult. Like I said... Our constitution as a capital document was made to make democracy against capital very, very difficult. That is why we have a lot of work to do. Okay, replying. Let's see. Uh, let's see. 
Michael Rudnan said, thanks for reading my comments. I always do it for you, Rudnan. Don't make it seem like it's not, like you don't have some power on this show. You do a lot of good research. Thank you so kindly for bringing all that research here. Julie Van Asdel, Egberto Willis, here's a link to the Karen Gardner booking. I took it time to watch it entirely, and I recommend that it's rightfully make your blood boil. It made my blood boil. By the way, the link isn't with your, your piece here, my dear sister. Carl Cox. NIH create drugs, give them to Big Pharma for free. Exactly. Muchísimas gracias, Carl Cox. You understand that's what happens. Uh, April 22nd, House Committee on Oversight Committee on the Environment held its first uh, hearing on the 117 Congress, the role of fossil fuel subsidies in preventing action on climate crisis. Muchas gracias, E2247. Michael Rudnin is talking to Hayes. All right, let's get to the videos for... Oh, man. No, I'm going to answer you guys. Egberto Willis, I just sent the link. Uh, is the actual booking video. It's uh, an hour long, and I almost threw my phone against the wall. Julie, let's not get angry. Julie, my dear sister, this is what we do. We keep doing... And by the way, folks, please remember to share the program. I need you to share the program. I need all of us to, to make others... Invite others to this. A lot of people are going to watch it after the fact, I want a lot of people to start, more people to start watching during the fact. We don't have the best hour. People are at work. People are, you know, but still. Uh, share. There are a lot of other people that would be here as well. Bridge MCP. All right, let's see. Loving as paid profession should be outlawed. As paid profession, I could deal with that. Uh, let's see what else is here. Sometimes I wonder why I bother feeding the trolls. Feed them. Feed them. Believe it or not, you are making a difference, uh, Michael. Bill Emerson, do you broadcast from a library? No, I broadcast from a studio with a green screen. Eric Hayes, uh, that's to Michael. Deb Denny replying. Oh, let's see what else is here for me to read. Uh, hey, Bridge, you still think Eric is a good guy? Eric is a good guy. Look, again, let me tell you people. We have a lot of convincing to do. We have to sell our position we have to make our position known. That is our job. It's not going to be easy because they've invested millions into confusing a lot of people. We just have pennies. In my case, whatever pennies I get from our support and our books, etc., etc., etc. All right, let's continue here. Uh, introducing Spy Talk, uh, Deep State Radio. Spy Talk, <laughs> thank you for bringing that. Egberto, it's a big deal to me. I watch several other live shows, but yours is the only one that reads out posts. Well, you know what, Michael? Help us bring more people live because i that's what I want to do. Uh, when I tell you guys that I want an interactive program where you actually know, and I don't mean, if I had a thousand people watching at the same time, I would not only pick out some messages I would also start to talk about getting other people who want to be engaged. In fact, the PDR Posse, there's a new site, not a site, a new page I'm creating along with our book, the book uh, Making America Utopia, that I want to build around that. And I'd like you all to bring more people in and also moderate. I'm going to talk about having others moderate the YouTube um, message link so that we people actually understand that their messages are getting read, that we are paying attention to their messages. Because there's no point in having this type of media where I tell you, hey, this is interactive. Hey, you have a voice. And then make it all show. That's what you get from a lot of people, not here. 
when I tell you, you got a voice. Lee Grant has a voice. Michael Rudden has a voice. Eric Hayes has a voice. British MCP has a voice. Uh, Van Astel has a voice. Everybody has a voice. E2247, Paul Fleming. Eh? Welcome aboard, Paul. Lee Grant, what is a troll? R- Come on, you know better than that. Uh, you know what it is. Okay, let's go to the first video because we're talking about the police. And I want to let you see what cognitive dissonance look like. And I don't have my appropriate T-shirt on. Where is my shirt? I'll change during the video. This is what cognizant dissonance look like. I want you to check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side when it comes to the police community. Because what we have here is Angela Rye is trying to explain to these folks why or the, the way we view police officers, the way people of color view police officers, why they view it that way. And we also know what the genesis of the police forces are. She tries to explain that. And for all practical purposes, except for Heidi Heitkamp, it completely flew over George Stephanopoulos' head, Chris Christie's head, and the Republican pundit. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. I think what we have to look at is um, this verdict this week. With Derek Chauvin, this wasn't his first incident. It wasn't even his fifth. And it's I, we like to talk about bad apples a lot, but the issue is that the way the system of policing is currently set up, it doesn't punish bad systems or bad apples. Derek Chauvin, before George Floyd's nine minutes and 29 seconds, knelt on the back of a 14, a 14-year-old black boy for 17 minutes in 2017. In North Carolina just this week, you have Andrew Brown, the father of seven children, Micaiah Bryant in Columbus, Ohio. You have Miles Jackson in Columbus, Ohio, who was shot in an emergency room. Andrew Hill dropping off Christmas presents, right? Like, and, it, and the Columbus Police Department isn't about one bad apple. It's about an entire department. So we have to talk about qualified immunity without fighting with buzzwords but really talking about how we solve for a system that by design from its inception was designed to capture and return enslaved people back to their masters. If we can't uproot what was intended, we will forever have this problem and we have to be willing to have honest discourse. Well, in the case of Derek Chauvin, the system worked because he's going to spend most of the rest of his life in jail, as he, as he should. You know, but we run the risk of overreaction. And Sarah, if, if, if people thought the system worked, um, Chauvin, Chauvin uh, wouldn't have been a police officer but, but, and, and but my um, point is that, that people the system would be alive. But, but my point is, it, this, is a, this is a subject that has gone so far because of all the work that's been done. Tim Scott is a hero on this. If you ever want to hear an amazing group of floor speeches, and they so seldom mean anything, but Tim Scott did three floor speeches that I think helped educate the country of, as a conservative Republican senator, what he experienced from law enforcement intervention. And I think he truly can be a bridge on this issue if we lower temperatures and we start talking about how we can reform police systems, but also recognize that there's a lot of history here that needs to be uh, Of course there does. Uh, there, 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 there needs to be police reform. We all agree on that. At the same time, we can't have the White House at the podium every time there's an altercation, you know, say that it is systemic racism, because it is not. 
There are instances. Sorry. There are instances that are of systemic racism, and they need to be addressed. There are instances where a cop simply makes, in a split-second decision, a very terrible call, and there are instances when the cop makes the right call, and it's a tragic outcome. And you know, right now, every single altercation is being presented as systemic racism, and that's just not accurate. It, we're talking about, um, for example, with the Columbus Police Department. 30 black people killed in the last five years. Mm -hmm. Systemic racism isn't something that you get to cherry pick and decide when you want to apply it. It means the system at its core is rotten. It means that it has to be reimagined and revisited as Karen Bass talked about earlier in the show who also is a champion and a hero on this issue of having the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act pass the House twice. What is incumbent upon I think especially people who are perpetuators of said, of said system is to understand that it's not just my experience. It's not just me being emotional. There is literally trauma that I carry in my body. I encourage you all to read a book called My Grandmother's Hands by Resma Minicum, who talks about how we carry trauma in our bodies. White body supremacy, black body trauma, and police body trauma. It is not fair for us to allow for a police officer to shoot and kill because they have an irrational fear of a black person or a person of color. That's something that has to be addressed at the systemic level. And what she, she hits a magical problem. When police sees a black body, when police sees a body of color, when police sees a certain group of folks, they are quick on the draw because intrinsic to them, whether it is racism, whether it is irrational fear, it doesn't matter. There is a dead POC out there. There is a, look at what happened in North Carolina. I mean, they opened up, they blew this guy away. I don't care if he was a drug dealer. They blew him away. And there's always an excuse to why it is possible or why they did it. But the killer of uh, the, the killer at the church who killed, what, 12 people or so? Nine people? I don't remember how many. Oh, they took him to Burger King. He, he didn't even have to. He was peacefully arrested. It's a constancy. It's a constancy. And to continuously ask people to see what their eyes are not telling them as opposed to this is what we see. It is open for everybody to see. That was cognitive dissonance on that panel. They were talking past each other. This is about a rotten system. And for those who think, well, it's going to be difficult to hire police officers. I wish it were difficult to hire police officers. I wish. Then we'll start sending medical teams when there are psychological problems. We'll stop all the traffic stops that we have that, that many too often turns out in murder by cop for a missing tail light, for a missing sticker. In the age of computer, we know when a car's sticker has expired, send them a bill. That's all we got to do. Send them a bill. We don't have to stop them and we, and, and it's cheaper on the taxpayer as well. But understand that there is a constancy of maintaining a certain level of people under a police state. There is a reason. It is a reason. But anyhow, uh, the second tape that I want to show you guys is, um, well, this one is a funny one, right? Because last week, or I think it was Friday, was the anniversary of the inject yourself with bleach so i thought 
let's go ahead and show that. Let's show what we have left, what we have abandoned. And the reason I want to show you this is we don't want to return there. And with, with, with the QAnon folks controlling the Republican Party, you know, they say it's not GOP anymore, it's GQP. With the QAnon folks controlling the party, this is the only type of government we can expect if we allow a Republican Congress, if we allow a Republican Senate, and God forbid we allow another Republican president. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. It's hard to believe that this was once the leader of the United States of America, that once we had somebody with this level of intellect over this entire country. Of course, the results are self-evident, but you've got to see this. I, I think Brian Williams did such a great job in articulating the essence of this guy's leadership. While reasonable people may disagree, what happened a year ago today was one of the low points of the Trump presidency. And while that's saying a lot, it was certainly among the low points of the failure to protect the American people from a raging pandemic. Here is what happened in the White House briefing room that day, a year ago today. As you watch, please remember, the president later said he was being sarcastic. You can be the judge of right. that as we watch what was a jaw-dropping moment for a nation looking for leadership and not malpractice. So I ask Bill a question that probably some of you are thinking of if you're totally into that world, which I find to be very interesting. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. Right. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that by injection inside or or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it'd be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's uh, that's pretty powerful almost a cleaning. The death toll on that day was just under 50,000. We've since lost over half a million, again, since that day. And after that day, from the CDC to Clorox to Lysol, companies, organizations were forced to issue statements warning folks not to ingest such chemicals. Nonetheless, there was later a rise in calls to poison control hotlines, poison patients showing up in emergency rooms. And lest we forget, Dr. Burks sat there. In fact, it's rather remarkable looking back on it that pulling a Burks or Burksing haven't since entered our lexicon as terms meaning to remain quiet in the face of malpractice and mass death. It truly took a village to watch and listen to the rank stupidity and incompetence that took so many lives. But as we just saw, it's important to remember started at the top. You know, we call it, he, he called it incompetence and stupidity. It's worse than that. I mean, there are over 550 people, 550,000 Americans that are dead. That is beyond malpractice. That is actually manslaughter. That is actually murder. Because he knew that what he was doing 
would get people killed and he continued to do it. But it's not only what he did with the pandemic, it's what he did with the administration, it's what he did by fomenting the type of hate among people in the country. Don't you feel that weight lifting? It is time for us to simply extricate ourselves from this guy. And for those who continue to attempt to make this guy their leader, I think it is time for them to be exed out of our body politic as well. Absolutely so. And as you can see, I had enough time to put my shirt on. Anyhow, folks, let me tell you something, guys. This is important. Oh, beforehand, let, let's go ahead and... Uh, oh, Michael Rudd didn't want me to put something on the screen. Let's see if it's appropriate. Why the hell are we even still... That looks appropriate. Okay. Uh, here, here, from your, here from Michael Rudnin, he found a, a meme that's w- worth it. Let's go ahead and put it on real quickly. That's the meme. It says, why the hell are we even still doing traffic stops anyways? For speeding, we're sending armed people around to pull people over and comfort them in person for things like busted taillights. Why? Take the plate and mail the, you know what, ticket. And that's true. We have all the technology now. You think this person is speeding? You clock him? You know, I got a ticket. My daughter is in, is in Washington, D.C. And my daughter drove through a, uh, my daughter drove through a, um, what, what do you call that? I'm, not, I'm going to cover up my address, but my daughter drove through the, the, the toll. I got this in the mail. Just now, I called her up and said, hey, babe, you know what you did? You drove through the toll. Oh, daddy, did I do that? Yes, you did. Now I got to pay for $0.85 cents toll. I got to pay $12.85. Oh, I'm sorry, dad. But, you know, they no cops, no nothing. All electronic, it saved us tax money. Thank you for the meme, uh, brother Rudnan. Anyhow, folks, please, 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 please remember. Let me go ahead and put this on the screen. Uh, Please support us by, if you're on YouTube, click that join button. Become a member of the PDR Posse. And the PDR Posse is going to be growing. We have some new things in store for PDR Posse. It's not going to be only about the webs, the the YouTube channel, but we're going to have an associated page that that points you to other places, et cetera, et cetera. So please, if you are on YouTube, click that join and become a member. That is how we can continue to do what we are doing. And by the way, by the way, if you want to, um, if you don't see that join button on the uh, PDR Posse thing, you can easily continue to donate to the PDR Posse by going to the youtube.politicsandright.com youtube.politicsandright.com youtube.politicsandright I'm sorry politicsandright.com slash youtube what's wrong with you Egberto? politicsandright.com slash youtube politicsandright.com slash youtube I just placed the link in there but I'll, uh, if you're in the posse as well look Bridge MCP one of our leaders in the posse designed a mug and there's the mug along with people who purchased the mug Consider getting the mug. How do you get the mug? Guess what, Egberto? You can get the mug by just going right here. But anybody who clicks that join button right now and become a member of the Politics Done Right Posse, guess what I am going to do? I am immediately going to put that little green thing on the screen like I did last week for those who joined last week that show I am now a member of the PDR Posse. Now, there are other ways to support us as well. You can also support us via our patron. We need about a thousand patrons. We're only at about 135 or so right now. I need a producer. 
I need a, a somebody to help me with the videos, all of that. I can't afford that. And we're now that the pandemic is going to be over, we hope pretty soon I'm going to be traveling around when I come to your city. We'll go out for coffee. Anyway, go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon. That's a way to support us as well. Alternatively, you can support us via PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Now, if you want to get the book that you see on the screen right now, how it's worth it, how to speak to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors, how to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors, you can get it at Amazon. And how do you get it at Amazon? That's the link that I've just placed on the screen. But guess what? If you want to forego the middleman and if you want a signed copy of the of it, just go ahead and go to our store, politicsandright.com slash store. And we'll also send you a bumper sticker, a Politics and Right bumper sticker for your car. Please consider doing that. By the way, the new book is out. I am still working on, on, on the marketing scenario for the book, et cetera, et cetera. But guess who? Uh, what pretty much uh, I said, go out, get the book. Our good friend, Tom Hartman. So check this out. I, I, I got to call him up and say, hey, thank you, guys. Thank you for reading it. Thank you for recommending it. He, play, he, he tweeted this earlier. Check out this book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy, from those who rigged it. Egberto Willis has written book really worth reading and sharing. So please, folks, go ahead and uh, that tweet that uh, Tom Hartman put out there, please consider going ahead and, uh, you know, supporting us. Let me go ahead and put Tom Hartman tweet in the feed as well. There is a Tom Hartman tweet in the feed. You can go ahead and uh, share that as well, you know, for supporting our book. Because I tell you what, uh, tantamount to what our friend said before. He said, money in politics. Money, we can't stop money in politics the way one would want to stop money in politics right now. The only way to really, really do it is for us to empower people and have people realize that empowerment does not require dollar bills. It doesn't. I don't need a lot of money to learn. I don't need a lot of money to do the things I really want to do. In fact, in what I'm doing right now with putting the truth out, uh, we have the same possibility of getting this message out of people that are spending 10 times as much money on internet access, as much money on all these different forms of access. But we do it on the cheap. Yeah, I'm an engineer. I know how to connect all these wires and all these kinds of things. That's a benefit. But like I tell people, if other people want to do things that are similar to this, I am willing to help. I'm willing to help other people get off the ground because we need a lot of people doing this. We need a lot of people out there sharing and putting out the message. And if, if, they, can, if, they, can, uh, if they feel comfortable behind a camera doing that as well. Because it's going to be the grassroots that get all of this accomplished. It's a grassroots that's going to really revolutionize our country and make it the true democracy it must be. Anyhow, off of my soapbox, let's go ahead. Oh, maybe, yeah, I think in that, that thing that I gave, the, Tom Hartman has a link to the book as well. 
anyhow, let's go ahead and do the other video. This one here I call, um, it takes, it took a village. No, I just did the took a village one. Uh, what I want to show you is how we have people on the right fooling their own. You got to check this one out where Heitkamp challenged uh, Christie because it was it was just perfection. Check this out. I was not a fan of Heidi Heitkamp. The way she came out and blew apart the fallacy that somehow double taxation is a real thing. Uh, she did a marvelous job in the way she combated it. We'll talk about it on the other side, but listen to what she did here. It does seem that these specific proposals the president is making are broadly popular. Uh, George, they're not. Uh, it, it's Look, we could set up straw men and say, well, he overturned this executive order next. But that's not what we were talking about this morning. What Sarah just talked about, the capital gains issue is nothing more than income redistribution. Mm -hmm. It's socialism. <laughs> Joe's Biden, Joe Biden's proposal to do that. Let's remember that that investment income, they've already paid taxes yes. on it. You paid taxes on it before you invested it. And now you're going to pay taxes on it again at the same rate that you pay. But a difference in, in, in the rate it changes the capital gains tax into socialism? Sure, of course it does. It's redistribution of income, George. And, and I just want to warn everybody out there, wait until you see what happens to your retirement funds. Oh. If Joe Biden gets a 39.6% capital gains, wait till you see what happens to the market. And as most people in America who have their IRAs and their 401ks and self-directed retirement, invested in the stock market, they're going to see their retirement income and their college savings income in 529s drop significantly. It's so that's going to be the problem. It's, it's so interesting to, to, to hear this um, allegation of socialism. I know these are buzzwords that work very well with the Republican Party, so congratulations for using them this morning. Let's correct this idea you already paid on your capital gains. You paid on the initial investment, which then you only pay on the actual gains from the initial investment. So, so let's not say you already paid taxes on it. You're actually you earning income. You're actually getting dividends or you're getting interest or you're, you, when you sell it, you make money. And this is one of the biggest scams in the history of forever on income redistribution. So if you have a stock, you can pass it on to your kids with stepped-up basis, and it's never taxed. You know that there needs to be reform in under-earned income. No. And, and no. so to, to demonize it and say it's going to hurt the little guy, yeah, that just is not factual, yeah. Chris. And it you is know. Well, it is. Heitkamp is absolutely correct, but I want to I simplify something here. I wrote a book a while back called... Uh, as I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. And the reason I wrote that is exactly for what Chris Christie did there. He lied, but he gave, he gave that lie plausibility by telling folks, if you are invested in the stock market, they're going to take your money away from you and redistribute it to those other people who don't work. Let's clear something up here first of all, okay? It is very important that we clear this up. If you are a working person, you work with your hands, you sweat every day, you go into the office, you do all the things that you have to do, you work, you get up and you get to work at 8 and you're back home at 6 or 7 at night, you work. And all your money that you earn, you're going to pay up to 39% of that in taxes, depending on how much you make, of course. But, so therefore, all that money you pay taxes on. If you are sitting down at your pool with a glass of tea, 
what we are saying is why should you pay less of that income that you make, the increase in the value of that stock called capital gains, meaning if you bought that stock at $10 and it's now $15, when you sell that stock and make that profit of $5, that's extra income that you made over the actual amount that you paid for the stock, you're going to pay taxes on that. No different than the person who works. Here is the thing that is inverted. The person who works for that money, you would think would pay less in taxes than the person who sits down at their pool, make a whole lot of money by just selling their stocks, and they pay less in taxes, tax rates than you do. It makes no sense. It's a class thing. They're the upper class, those people who can have that, and they decide we will pay less in taxes and then they have the Christies of the world come out and lie to you. Taxation. It's not double taxation. It is the increase in the amount of money that you've created, that you've made, that you're paying taxes on. No taxes were ever paid on the gains that you have made. No taxes. So it is actually a lie. And it's a lie that for too long, Progressives and, de well not progressive, but Democrats have not been refuting and actually turning it into not only a lie, but a class issue, a class war issue. Because it really is the upper class having a humongous war, a battle against the rest. How, why do I say that? Because they are the ones taking your money. It's funny. I always talk about Republican projecting, right? In other words, the things that they're actually doing is what they accuse you of doing. Socialism, you notice, uh, he just went ahead. Christie said, that is socialism, taking money away from those people who have earned it and giving it to those who haven't. That's not true. Those people that are sitting down at their pool just making money off of stock. You know the people that say, we make our money work for us. We have learned how to say things like that. I make my money work for me. And that guy who works and cleans the gutter, that guy who works and do all the things that are necessary, somehow that is not smart. But sitting at your pool, having, having had a lot of money to go ahead and invest, and somebody else that's working, giving you money because you're sitting at your pool and your money is working for you, somehow you are not the lazy one. Those guys that are going out there and working and say, hey, we need relief for child care. We need relief for transportation. We need relief because we are making you money. But you don't want to pay taxes on the monies that, that on the free money you make from our earnings. Folks, it is a class warfare issue that you really have to be honest about. Unless we get there, unless we understand that these people, the, the people who are paying uh, the 20% uh, capital gains, they are taking your money. They are stealing from you. It's a legal way of stealing, and it's an antiseptic way of doing it. So we have to get our act together and not allow the Christies of the world to scare you and say, socialism, your retirement is in danger. Guess what? Most Americans don't have a 401k. Guess what? Most Americans are not partaking of what's going on in the stock market. Let's get real. Let's not allow them to do it to us once again. It is time to not only have a wealth tax, because remember, that wealth is your excess labor. That wealth is created from what they didn't pay you. Numero uno. Numero dos, 
let's remember one other thing, and that is capital gains should be taxed at a higher rate than ordinary income. Because ordinary income, you work for. Passive income, that income that you make from the appreciation of your stock or from dividends of your labor, because remember, when that stock pays a dividend, that is your labor that created that dividend that that person sitting at the pool sipping their tea is making. Folks, we have to educate ourselves to understand what's going on. Otherwise, the Christies of the world will lie to us and have a contingent who believe them. We can't keep that up. It is important, folks, it is very important that we understand this all together. It is important. Let me see what you, what you want, Rudnan. Let's see. Uh, Sanders, what is that? How Warren's wealth tax compare with Sanders' wealth tax? I prefer Sanders' wealth tax, of course. Let me, let me show the audience what you found. Um, interactive program, folks. Not only me doing the research, but you guys doing the research, too. That's what I told you. We can, from the grassroots without a whole lot of money, get it done. There it is. All right. Um, take a look at that, folks. But while I take a look at that, let me just answer. You know, look, I don't, I, I don't only preach to the choir, right? A lot of you are progressives here, but a lot of you are conservatives or somewhere in the middle. And you know, Eric Hayes says something that I really want to hit. He says in the R, he says some people have worked for it, and why should they be treated like the ones you say haven't earned it? Because when, if you read my new book, I prove that they haven't earned it. I did a whole piece of a chapter on Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is worth more than anybody else on the planet. That's not Jeff Bezos' money. Jeff Bezos used the intellect of everybody. He used the economic, a capitalist economic system that, 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 Steals money from the, the, the middle and move it up to the top. He used all... Look, Jeff... And the funny thing about it is... Jeff Bezos, from before he was even rich... When he got $300,000 from his parents to start his business... Look, this guy had means. He's an intelligent engineer. He's a smart dude. If I'm not mistaken, he's a... I wrote it in a book. He's a mechanical engineer or electrical... He's an engineer like I am. He's a very intelligent dude, man. And on his way, he was thinking about moving to one of the states on a reservation when he was forming his company. The sole purpose was not to pay taxes. Let me tell you what was so sad when I learned that about Jeff Bezos. I'm going to tell you what was so sad. We... Had, we effected genocide on the American Indians, the American natives, the Native Americans. We effected genocide on them. We threw them on reservations. They have some modicum of success on the re reservation, however small, let's say. And here we have a capitalist wanting to go to the reservation and impart his company on the reservation... So that he wouldn't have to pay taxes on his business that will be selling outside of the reservation. And not bringing that money back into the reservation. That's capitalism. 
That is what I'm talking about. Folks, we got to get out of here. Please click that join button. Please become a new member. We need you. I need you. Progressive messaging needs you. Please go ahead and click that join button to become a new member. We need you so badly. Please consider becoming a patron at politicsandright.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Please consider supporting us via PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, P-A-Y-P-A-L. Of course, you know how to do that, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Or go to our store, visit our store. Get some of our mugs or T-shirts, all that good stuff. Or if you're on YouTube, you can get these same things at YouTube as well. And please consider, again, going to politicsandright.com slash YouTube and becoming a new member. We cannot do this without you. We couldn't possibly do this without you. Norman Reynolds, thank you for being here. Bruce Pollard, thank you for being here. Bruce is the editor of the hard the 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 the, the cover the, the the paper cover of our book. Thank you, Bruce. Soon as you finish doing that, you know your name is going to be in that book, just like Norman's name is on. If you go to if you go to Audible or or, or Amazon, where we're, we we have the audio audiobook of It's Worth It, Norman's right there. Narrated by Norman Reynolds. You guys are just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful supporters. I couldn't do this without all of you. Thank you so kindly. Eric Hayes, welcome. Lee Grant, welcome. E2247, welcome. Uh, Dev Rajan, welcome. Paul Fleming, welcome. Uh, let's see who else is here. Roberto Luis, mi hermano panameño. Julie Van Astel, welcome. Uh, Deb Denny, welcome. Uh, who will, Abraham Trump, which is tax 777, which is God knows how many other names. Bruce Pollard is here. He's working on chapter two. We only got eight more to go. Uh, let's see. Uh, who else is here? Lee Grant. Welcome aboard. Um, Mike, Michael Joshua. Thank you so kindly for being here. Uh, Paul Fleming. Welcome aboard. And if I miss you, forgive me and just throw another message down below and I'll scroll to the bottom and get to it. I try my best. Deb Denny, welcome aboard. AVQ, I got you. Uh, let's see. And I think I got everybody now. I hope. If Julie Van Astel, I got you. Uh, and if I missed you, forgive me. All right, let's get out. Carl Cox, welcome aboard. Uh, let's get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I close out. Oh, somebody just posted something. Let me see if it's somebody new first. I don't want to miss anybody. Okay, Not, nobody. My name is Alberto Willis. It's Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.